I have a message to share this this morning that's it's only for those who have ears to hear <laughs> and eyes to see and hearts to receive. Those who came hungry. Because he's the giver of every good gift. He's a good father. And he's got something for all of us this morning. But we have to have hearts that are hungry to receive it. How many people know in God's equation, he doesn't want anyone left out. That we just have to have the ability to say yes to what he's doing. And what he's releasing. You know, you're standing, you are, you right now are sitting in a very special place. That you are sitting in an apostolic house. That you are sitting in an apostolic environment. And I want to talk this morning briefly. Let's just pray that the time expands. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in miracles. I want to talk about living in in an apostolic environment. Thank you, Jesus. Did you guys have your tea this morning? It's caffeinated, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Who's the most excited person in the room about Jesus? All right. I just, I just, right here. Okay. Now, now I know where to preach right here. This guy is excited. She's excited. We're going to have a Jesus party. There you are. Anybody over here excited about Jesus and what he's doing on the planet right now? Do you know that we are alive in the most exciting time in history? God is doing more on planet earth right now than he's ever done at any time in history. That we are living in the greatest revival that the world has ever known. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. That, we, that God is pouring out more, even more than it, revivals you've heard about in the past, more than Azusa Street, more than the Welsh Revival, more than these moves of God you've heard about, because those moves of God were centered around one location. What God's doing right now, He's doing the globe over. There's more people being born again every single minute right now than at any time in history. I'm just going to pretend like the microphone shut off and you didn't hear me. So I'm going to try it again. Right now, at this moment, there's more people being born again than at any time in history. And, and this, and this happens to be the moment that you and I are alive in. And I can tell you, I don't believe that it's a mistake that you're alive right now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I believe that God is waking people up to the reason that they're alive and you are in a house that is that is already awakened to the purposes and the presence and the moves of God but in this house that there's an invitation for you to come alive fully alive to all that God is doing you know there's amazing things happen as I've shared already you're sitting in a house where cancer flees and deaf ears open. People get out of wheelchairs. You're, you're sitting in a place where Jesus loves to show up because He's welcome. Where the Holy Spirit is invited. The transforming presence of God. 
And I tell you that I've been ministering all over the globe. I've ministered in uh, close to 30 nations, been all over the globe. And this is one of the most apostolic houses I know of on the planet. I'm going to keep cranking this crank until something breaks. Listen, I I like help. I like to feel like we're in this together, that we're all excited about Jesus, that we're all excited about... Like, I like help. I like a, like, come on, Jesus. I like an amen, a hearty amen every once in a while. I like a, that's a good word, preach it, preach it, anything like that helps me out. Let's practice. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say, that's a good word. Somebody say, preach it, preacher. Woo, I'm feeling so encouraged. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is one of the most apostolic houses I, I know of on planet Earth. And, and, and we're, we are sent from uh, Bethel Church in Redding, California, which is one of the, 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 the prominent apostolic houses of this, of this day. And so I, I know what it is. I know what it feels like. I know what the environment, I know what the atmosphere feels like. And I tell you, I've been all over the planet. And this, this is one of the most apostolic houses that I know of. But I want to talk about what it, what it means to live in an apostolic environment. If that sounds good to you, just say amen. amen. Just say, preach it, preacher. <laughs> Jesus. What defines an apostolic environment? An apostolic environment is focused on heaven. Focused on the presence of God. And and in apostolic environments, as we talked about already, heaven feels invited. (laughs) Jesus loves to show up. The Holy Spirit feels welcome. Because the presence of God changes everything. Listen, somebody say everything. The presence of God changes everything. And in apostolic environments, the gifts of God begin to flourish in everything. And in every body. In in all kinds of different ways. Yes, the miraculous happens, but it's so much bigger than that. You know, we got sent from Bethel and Reading to plant Bethel Church in Austin, Texas, two years ago, and we we officially launched one year ago in September. So we're just over a year old, and God's doing amazing things, because we are, like this house, we are an environment focused on heaven, focused on the presence, and, and I don't know if you've realized yet, but amazing things happen when you focus on the presence. A couple of months ago, we had... Um, a young lady who she works our security team and she's on duty working security. And one of our young leaders came up after worship and he gave a word that God was healing trauma in the house. And as he gave that word, this young lady, she was, she was stationed outside the doors, similar like this, they had d- double doors, the sanctuary. She was standing outside the double doors, but they were open and she, listen, she wasn't up at the ministry line like, oh, Lord, touch me, I'm here. No, she was working security. She was on duty outside the doors. But when that word was released, the presence of God hit her. And she began, she began to weep uncontrollably. 
Now that's significant because when she was 12 years old, she had a brain aneurysm and she was rushed into emergency surgery. In the surgery, they had to remove a small part of her her skull when they did the surgery. And she came out of the surgery, and it took her six months to uh, six months of rehabilitation just to learn how to walk again, to learn how to talk properly again, to learn how to feed herself again, all the basic things of life. But she she physically recovered, but she was emotionally stunted. She's now 23 years old, and her father says she's only he's ever only seen her cry twice in her life since she was 12. So she physically recovered, but she was emotionally stunted. But at that word, the presence of God hit her, and she starts weeping uncontrollably, emotionally healed. But at that moment, she puts her hands over her head, and she realizes the skull, the piece of skull that was missing had been restored. Oh, come on, that's a... That's an opportunity to get really excited about what Jesus is doing on the planet. (laughs) Listen, the kingdom of heaven is not a competition. But I am just going to point out, this side of the room is really excited. (laughs) That was cheeky, I'm sorry. But, listen, listen, the presence, listen, who, who, who ministered to her? Nobody. Who prayed for her? Nobody. She wasn't on the ministry line. She was, she wasn't even in the sanctuary. She was outside the doors. Why? Because the presence of God was there. Thank you, Jesus. And we have all kinds of these stories. I told in the, in the healing school we just had, there was a young man, a primary school age boy. He was asleep during worship. He was with his parents, fell asleep during worship on the chair. At the end of worship, near the end of worship, he woke up with a start. And he said, Mom, I was asleep, but I felt a hand come into my body and pull lactose intolerance out of my body. Now, Number one, the mom's like, you've never used that word before in your life. And number two, he wasn't just like mildly lactose intolerant. He had a severe allergy that that had caused him to be in the emergency room multiple occasions throughout his young life. Like it was it was potentially life threatening. And he woke up and said, This hand, I felt it pull it out of my body. I think I'm completely healed. I'd like a milkshake. <laughs> and the mom said, whoa, 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 let's, let's slow down a little bit. That's, that's amazing. But in faith, they partnered with this, and in faith, they, they started to test him with just the smallest amount and uh, no reaction, and then, and then more the next day, and then more, and, uh, and, on the, and no reactions. And on the third day, they said, we think you are healed. And his, his father took him out for milkshakes, completely healed. <laughs> Been healed ever since. Why? Who prayed for him? Nobody. <laughs> have you ever noticed that God is really good at his job? But listen, we have so many of those stories, as does this house right here, because this is an apostolic house that is focused on heaven, focused on the presence of God. But, but those aren't the only type of miraculous things that happen in an apostolic environment. And here's where I'm really going. 
There was a there was a businessman in our community that he owned um, an insurance consulting business, and his business was not doing well. It, they had to lay off employees. It was so bad he couldn't pay himself, and so he had to take another full-time job just while trying to save his business. But he he came and uh, became part of our community. And listen, this is his his story, his testimony, not mine. But he said, when I started tithing to the house, now I, I don't believe about money. I believe it's about his full yes, his full engagement in an apostolic environment. Things started to explode in his business. Just like that, it turned around, and they went from from laying people off to to they made a million dollars that first year, and they are partway through their second year, and they've already made three million dollars this year. You're not excited about millions of dollars. I don't I don't understand. But anyway, but that's not the only thing that happens. I would. I developed the healing rooms back in, in Redding, California, and lots of miraculous things happen. <clears throat> but uh, one day, in, early in the development, God spoke to me, and He said, Do you know, when you co-labor with the Creator, it releases the realm of creative miracles. And I said, oh, Yes, God, okay. What does that look like? And so we brought in artists and dancers and sculptors and, and you, you name it, and... And they were released in the presence of God to partner with God. I said, partner, get in the presence. Get close to God and and co-labor with Him. Do what He's doing. And these artists began to catch this. And there was one particular lady, she's a painter. And in the presence one day in the healing room, she was led to paint this, this painting of beautiful mountains and with the river of God coming off of the mountains and and uh, and then in gold lettering she wrote hope over the painting it was it was beautiful but it it wasn't just artistry by itself it was artistry in the presence god was all over this painting because she leaned into him before she painted and they painted it together and a, and a gentleman came in that day who had a brain tumor he flew in from another state. Uh, I don't remember what state it was at this point, but he flew in from another state, had a brain tumor, came specifically to get prayer. He comes into the into the healing rooms, and he's in what used to be called the waiting room. Now it's called the encounter room. But he's in he's in there waiting for his turn for prayer, and he's looking at this painting of the river of God and hope. And as he's looking at it, the presence of God comes over him, and liquid starts to drain out of his ear, and his brain tumor disappears. Come on. <laughs> Look, some some people are like. Oh. Why do we got to get so excited? Because what you give thanks for in the kingdom increases. It's not about being excited. It's about being thankful. And God does get excited about those who get excited about Him. It triggers a response from heaven. Now, listen. This guy who saw this painting completely healed of the brain tumor. Doctor confirmed. He goes home. Test results. Send them to us. The whole thing. But I guarantee that that man who flew in from another state with a brain tumor came specifically to get prayer. He's thinking about it like, I'm going to go in faith and get prayer. I guarantee he wasn't thinking about art. 
<laughs> he was not, I, I guarantee, he never had the thought, man, I really hope I see a really great painting while I'm there. He wasn't thinking about art, but heaven was. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're living, you are living in an apostolic environment. And what happens in an apostolic environment? If you have your Bibles open to Ezekiel 47, and once again, let's pray God expands the time. Help, help Jesus. Help Jesus. Not help Jesus, Jesus help us. Help, help us, Jesus. Ezekiel 47, for, for time, I'm just gonna, um, we're gonna kinda skip through some of it. Please, you're welcome to go back and read, read the whole, the whole story, the whole passage. But in verse 1 of Ezekiel 47, then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. This river that is flowing from the temple. It's the temple of God. And we know this is the river of God. Which is the presence of God. Amen. Now we, we know this is also referenced in uh, Revelations 22. There's a river clear as crystal that flows from the throne. And on either side are trees that, that bear fruit in every season. We know that this is the presence of God. Amen? So the, the angel takes, refers to a man, obviously the angel takes Ezekiel and measures out a thousand cubits and lead him through and the river's up to his ankle. And he measures a thousand again and leads him through and is up to his knees. He measures a thousand again and he brings him through to his waist. Jumping back in in verse 5. Again, he measures one thousand. And it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. Now I want to pause right here. And I want us to notice that it says that the river wasn't actually too deep. It was too deep, it was just too deep to enter standing on our own ability. It wasn't too deep, it was just deep enough that you had to swim. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Look, when it's ankle deep, he's standing. When it's knee deep, he's standing. When it's waist deep, he's standing. What's he doing? He's standing on his own ability. When he gets deep, it's not that it's too deep. It's just too deep to stand on his own ability. He has to fully submerge himself and to swim. And it says the river can't be crossed. But we don't want to cross the river because that's a visitation. We want to float the river. That's a habitation. Thank you, Jesus. When... When I returned there, verse 7, when I returned there along the bank of the river, oh, sorry, verse 6, he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. Let's jump down to verse 12. 
And along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their, their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for medicine. Thank you, Jesus. Where the river fr- flows, every living thing shall live. Say, every living thing. And, and on the banks are many types of trees. Say many types. That where this river flows, and what's the river? It's the presence of God. Where this river flows, every living thing will live. Not just certain kinds of things. I'm talking about living in an apostolic environment. You know, in, in past, people have struggled with church in the past because church is so narrow. It's, you can only do these things, and you can only do these things this way, and, and to get affirmation and praise, you have to be an altar worker. You have to be on the ministry team or the prayer team. You have to be in seminary. It's such a narrow, but that's not the way of the kingdom. Whoa. Because where the kingdom goes, Every living thing, all kinds of trees are going to flourish. The gifts and call of God are going to wake up all over the place. Thank you, Jesus. In In an apostolic environment, God is waking up the call of God in all of His people in all kinds of places. In the, in the understanding the apostolic, the apostolic was, was a Greek term that the Romans used and they applied it to generals that they sent, uh, commanders that they sent in an armada to go and conquer a land, an armada of ships to go and conquer a land and to culturize the land. To conquer and culturize. And their assignment was that they took an army and they went and conquered the land, but then they culturized it, and what they were trying to do is make the land that they cultured look just like Rome. Feel just like Rome. Operate just like Rome. And they didn't just take soldiers with them. Here's the, here it is. They also took artisans, craftsmen, teachers, bankers, chefs, They took them all with them. The soldiers came and they conquered. And then the rest came in to culturize the land. And the the end goal was this, that the emperor of Rome could come and visit. And when he put his foot on the land, it would feel just like home. But listen, don't we have a king who is coming again? Who gives us the mandate, pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth. What? As it is in heaven. I want to tell you that you're living in an apostolic environment. And you, listen, you have an apostolic assignment. Listen, you don't have to be an apostle to be living under an apostolic assignment. The general went, but he brought cooks with him. The general went and brought artisans with him. The general went and brought educators with him. I want to tell you that you have an apostolic assignment. 
that you have an apostolic assignment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And that there's a river flowing. And I believe that this morning, right now, in a, just a few minutes, we're going to pray. And I believe that God's going to take some people from ankle deep to swimming. Some people from knee deep to swimming. <laughs> that, that people are going to say, oh, I, I'm not supposed to be anchored in my own strength. And my ability. I'm supposed to jump all in to this river that's flowing so that God can do the impossible and the miraculous, so I can partner with my assignment to see the culture of heaven released all around me. Listen, quickly, back in, in Reading, there was a young couple who moved to Reading specifically because they felt the call of ministry on their life and they wanted to do the school of ministry. And they arrived in Reading with that expectation. They signed up for the school of ministry, but when they got there, God said, I don't want you to do the school of ministry. He said, I want you to go into business. And they're like, uh, we have no business background, no business experience. We came here to do the school of ministry because we want to go into ministry. And God said, no, I want you to do business. They said, what kind of business? God said, I want you to open a pizza restaurant. Now, obviously, I'm making this story short. They didn't know anything about making pizzas. But in obedience, they open a pizza restaurant. They figure out how to make pizza. They open a pizza restaurant, and they're doing what they can do best out of their own ability. So they're serving pizzas, and at certain times, they would offer free pizza to the homeless. And when they would come in, they would pray for them. And they're like, God, this is good, but this isn't enough. This prayer rose up that said, God, there has to be more. When the angel brought... Ezekiel back to the bank after taking him into the river four times. He brings him to, back to the bank and says, do you see this? He just got wet four times. But the angel said, do you see this? What's the point? The point is that you can be in the river and not be aware. The Bible says, those who have eyes to see, let them see. I'm telling you that you're in a river of heaven. Right here. Right now. In this church. In this place. Let me finish the story and then we'll pray. So the, they open the pizza restaurant and they're like, this is good God. But there has to be more. Essentially, what is that prayer saying? God, open our eyes to what's available. And, and, and God said, I want you in the morning when you make the pizza dough, I want you to pray over the dough. So they said, there's got to be more. And so God said, pray over the dough. So they took that seriously. So in the morning, they start making the pizza dough and they're praying in tongues over the pizza dough. And they're releasing miracles into the pizza dough. Come, Holy Spirit, kingdom of heaven, come, God, come. They're releasing the river of an apostolic environment into their pizza dough. You know what happened? People started getting healed eating their pizza. I mean, radical, radical miracles to the point where, listen, listen. Listen, I'm about to close. I'm, just give me 40 more minutes. Listen. Listen. Unbelievers 
unbelievers in town started having dreams. Unbelievers with severe food allergies. Epinephrine pen, emergency room visits, severe food allergies. Started having dreams that they were at this particular pizza restaurant eating the pizza. And when they ate it, they got healed. They had people show up, unbelievers show up to the pizza restaurant with epinephrine pen on the table and a friend ready to drive them to the emergency room. And they eat the pizza and God completely heals them. They get born again. Their, their business starts flourishing. Listen, their business starts flourishing. There was even articles in the local paper about how their business was playing part of this part of town being regentrified. Why? Because the river was flowing. And not just the river flowing, but somebody aware that they were tapped into something that was greater than themselves. Well, there's a river flowing. But where this river flows, every living thing will live. And there's very many kinds of trees. Listen, this river doesn't just flow for people who hold a microphone. For people who are in ministry school. For people on the worship team. Listen, this river, this apostolic river is flowing to bring the kingdom in and through lawyers. In and through doctors. In and through teachers. In and through people that have a bakery. And a petrol station. Who work in a convenience store. Listen, you have an apostolic assignment because you're in an apostolic house. Again, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross. Because we're not supposed to cross. We're supposed to abide. The water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that cannot be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this he was already in it he was already wet but the angel needed to ask are you really seeing i feel like god is asking us this morning those who have eyes to see are they seeing are you seeing this morning do you realize that you have an apostolic assignment Do you realize that you're not just an artist? You're a a co, you're partnering with the creator, co-creating with the creator. You're not just a teacher. You're a teacher on an apostolic assignment. You're on an apostolic assignment that when our king, steps on the land, this land feels just like home. Whoa. Where this river goes, every living thing will flourish. But to step into the flourishing, you can be in the river, but to step into the flourishing, our eyes need to be opened. If you believe that this is an apostolic house, If you believe that you have an apostolic assignment, I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I want you to put your hand on your heart. If you can put a CD on the back and put your hand on your heart. Whoa. 
Let's make some declarations quickly, and then we're going to pray for a specific group of people, and you'll be released. But I want you to pray this with me. I want you to say, thank you, Jesus, that you like to come to church. Thank you, Jesus, that this is an apostolic house. Thank you, Jesus, that I have an apostolic assignment. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm already in the river. And the river is already flowing. Whoa. You just, you're already in the river. You just get to choose if you're going to let go and swim in the river. Remember the businessman? Now, I, I don't believe it's about money. I believe it's about a full engagement with the apostolic flow. But when he fully engaged, everything reversed. He stepped into the flourishing. That painter had been painting pictures for a long time. But it wasn't until her eyes were open and the invitation to step into the partnership with the presence, the flow. Oh, I can do this? What I've always been doing, I can do this in partnership with heaven? That the miraculous was released through her paintings. Thank you, Jesus. I just want you to see yourself standing in the river, chest deep, and you have a decision to make. Bury your feet deeper in the sand or let go. Totally jump in. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Last thing, put your hand over your eyes. Say, Jesus. I want you to This is between you and Jesus. Say, Jesus, open my eyes to see. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whoa, there it is. Wow. You can actually see it. Whoa. Thank you, Father. I thank you for the, the, the grace for the assignment. The grace for the assignment. Some of you in the room didn't know you had an assignment for heaven. But as soon as he opens your eyes, the grace for the assignment comes. And heaven can now partner with you in brand new ways. So I bless you. And I bless this house. What we give thanks for in the kingdom increases. So we're going to pray for a group of people. But I want us to do one thing. I want us to give thanks to God for this apostolic house. Can we do that right now? Can we give praise to Jesus for this apostolic house? I want to I want to pray for a specific group. I know there's people there's hungry people in this room. There's people that have been running with this stuff for years. I'm specifically talking to a group of people that this <laughs> No pun intended, but this message is eye-opening. You're like, oh, this is me. I didn't realize that I had an apostolic assignment. And I want to stay, say yes 
to this apostolic assignment, partnering with the river of God and the presence of God in my sphere that God has given me. If that's you, and this message is, the scales are falling off, so to speak, and you want to say yes to that, I just want you to come to the front quickly. We're going to pray for you specifically. It doesn't need to be everyone. (laughs) There's lots of people that you've said yes to this long ago. But if you didn't realize that you had an apostolic assignment, if you didn't realize that the river isn't only for church, it isn't only for the pastors, it isn't only for the worship team, but the river is for you in the sphere that you occupy, in the realm that God's given you to occupy, the work that He's put before your hands right now, I just want you to come down. Thank you, Jesus. Just before I step off the stage, if you're up here, what you're what you're saying yes to is the river of God. You're not saying yes to me. You don't need me to touch you. You need heaven. You need the river that's already flowing. You don't need to invite it to come. You're already standing in it. You're just opening your eyes to the grace that's already flowing. If we have some catchers partner with us starting down on this end... And we're just going to go quickly and just partner with what God's doing.